The Make My Damn Movie Podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. Here we go. Film, entertainment, screenplay, Mark Reynolds, Tom Swain. This is Make My Damn Movie. All right, so in a few minutes, we're going to talk about writing vivid descriptions in screenplays and how most writers suck at it. Yeah, not me though. Of course not. So that's coming up, and I think you'll like it. And it all stems from a screenplay I'm kind of reworking right now. Cool. We'll talk about that. And last podcast we talked about the TV show Three's Company. Yes. And the different actresses <laughs> that replaced Suzanne Summers when <laughs> she uh, left the series. There were two of them, and I got a ton of hate texts. What? About flubbing the name of the first one oh. who played Chrissy's cousin Cindy Snow. Her name is Jenny Lee Harrison, but I said Jenny Lee Harris. Oh. But in my defense, I said it could be Harrison. Yeah, I don't remember now. Not in my defense. I had just gone online and looked it up. So you would think I would have remembered, but yeah, I don't know. But nonetheless, I got mega pushback on that. Now, the other actress that was on for a longer stretch after Jenny Lee Harrison was Priscilla Barnes, yes. who played nurse Terry Alden. So there you go. My sincere apologies. Because I did want to get their names right. Right. For sure. Right. Now. Right, right, right. Quickly, back to Suzanne Summers. Uh-huh. So back in 1978, I remember it well. <laughs> there was a nudie magazine called High Society, a low-rent men's publication, like in the vein of Hustler. I don't know if it's even out anymore. <laughs> Highly doubt it. Okay. Anyway, Suzanne Summers was featured in a nude pictorial. And what? I had to get my hands <laughs> on that magazine. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Now, at the time, I was a teenager, and acquiring those types of stag mags was a tad challenging. Uh-huh. And we've talked about least. that. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember this guy at my school having it, and I traded him my Merlin Electronic Wizard game for the High Society magazine. <laughs> oh, Worth it! <laughs> many, many, many oh, no. <laughs> hours in the crapper with that baby. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> that really happened. <laughs> I I had to have it. Merlin Electronic Wizard game. It was my favorite game. You know? (laughs) Worth it though. It was all (laughs) So anyway, there's that. Now played a different game, I guess. Switching gears dramatically, please. (laughs) Everyone's saying. So I was working on my log lines and I changed the log line for hit escape, a word, and I wanted your opinion on it. All right. So it used to be a downtrodden LA lawyer or a, a, I don't remember. Ah, But I I changed the name. What was it before? I don't Uh, know. Struggling? No. No. Oh, well, never mind. But I've changed it to a crestfallen LA lawyer is transported back to 1983 Daytona Beach and her 18 year old body to relive a day she's been longing for and 
faces having to make a choice to stay and carve out a new path in life or return to gloomy present day. Crestfallen. Crestfallen. Huh? That's And you know good, why I did that? Because describes her. that stage 32 contest they had, uh, that's a log line or that's yeah. a movie. Yeah. The log line contest. The producers that were involved with it, they yeah. all said they looked for these words, these unique words. Mm-hmm. Which shows that the writer is a writerly writer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know, it's good. So I thought that was a great word to describe that character. You know, the screenplay backwards yeah. and forwards. Because she's depressed as hell at the beginning. Yeah. So I didn't know if I was going to like that, but you, th- you think it's good? Yes. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's a good one. So keeper. there you go. It's a keeper. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters then. All right. Go to uh, makemydamnmovie.com and send us a message if you want to. Mm-hmm. And you go to the message page, and I guess that's what you do. Do the thing. We're going to read some messages stuff. now. And do that. Do it. Go to the site. Page. It's on the internet. So the you can page. find it. Russell, Davenport, Iowa. I'm happy the Writers Roundup will return to the Make My Damn Movie podcast. I enjoy hearing from other writers. I've tried to get on, but haven't heard back yet. Here's hoping. Well, good luck with all that. <laughs> Katie, Glendale, California. I also feel like giving up on writing screenplays on occasion, but then I pull one out and start working on it, and that feeling quickly fades into oblivion. Keep on writing. No, you keep on writing. Oh, wait, she said that she was going to do that. Yeah. Never mind. Liam, San Antonio, Texas. I recently started listening to Make My Damn Movie. The staff picks are pretty cool. Tom's pick, Synchronic, was a good one. I'm a sci-fi nerd, and that movie truly had a cool take on the time travel genre. Yeah, very unique. Great, I'm going to stop making my staff picks for sure. That's terrible. What the hell? I mean, the house bunny. <laughs> that is a good movie. People weren't flocking to see that. I flocked. Jenna, a- Atlanta, Georgia. I have to wonder about Mark's mother. Wasn't she concerned <laughs> about the apparently long stretches of time her son spent in the bathroom? Yeah. Oh, she knew. I'm oh, sure she, she just like, oh, God. Uh, no. Clean the bathroom. No, not even that. She just blocked it out like most everything else I did, I'm sure. <laughs> Andrew, Quebec City, Canada. Seems to me that Mark wasn't all that particular about who he ran into the bathroom to <laughs> fantasize about as a kid. What? <laughs> He's mentioned everyone from the Mod Squad's Peggy Lipton to animated Judy Jetson. I told you. <laughs> so? My criteria so? was low. Is she a girl? Does she have a face? <laughs> Done. Jack. I don't know. Those are top tier things. Okay. Top shelf gals. Weston, Little Rock, Arkansas. Were there any TV or movie actresses Mark didn't spend symbolic time with in the restroom when he was a young boy? Not enough time to mention all of them. Those were your messages. Those were your messages. We hope to hear from you next time. You know what? There really isn't enough time to mention them all. So I'm going to start a new podcast dedicated Uh to just that. And I have a few names. (laughs) That I wanted to run by you. Okay. What about bathroom beat off? <laughs> How about... It's a little on the nose. Restroom rub out. <laughs> you know? Shitter slap fest. <laughs> Potty pud puller. Oh, God. Water closet whacking. <laughs> Any of these ringing a bell? Huh? The jerk off John. Here's my fave. Lavatory loads. Uh, 
so many options. So many options. I thought the jerk shack was pretty good, but yeah. uh, those are far better. Okay, so stand by for that podcast. <laughs> what was the last one? Lavatory loads. Load. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's my favorite. The jack shack's beaten. You know, the message I read about heading into the crapper to spend time with the cartoon character Judy Jetson <laughs> triggered a fond memory oh, no. while we're on the subject. <laughs> it wasn't just TV animated girls. I had quite the crush on Betty and Veronica uh, from no. the Archie comic book series. One in particular called Archie's Girls, uh-huh. Betty and Veronica. And I looked at that comic book so many times that it ended up being an equivalent to a hardback. <laughs> if... You get my drift. Unfortunately. Wink, wink. Yay! <laughs> Enough. Lord. Enough. What has become of this podcast? You mean laboratory loads? <laughs> yeah, let's just change the title. All right. It's time for the movie quotes game, thankfully. And this is where I read a movie quote, and you try to tell me what movie it's from. Yeah. Okay, here's your first one. This is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. You have two choices here. <laughs> two bowling movies. <sighs> really? Really? What? You don't know it's it? It's not Kingpin. It's the big Lebowski. Okay, wow. You were just kind of like looking at me and like, you got to know that. Oh, I know. Was that a guess? No. Oh, yeah, of course you knew that. Okay. Walter John yes. Goodman. Brings a gun inside the bowling alley. Yeah, what a great movie. All right, uh-huh. here's your next one. Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Do I look like Mother Teresa? Hmm. Uh. Heathers. Yeah. Heather Chandler. Classic. That's a great one. Okay. Did you know they remade a horrible version of that? No, I don't oh, need God. to know that. I'd Ugh. rather not know that. Now, you're two for two. Uh, yeah. So hmm. this is good. Here's your third one yeah. out of three. There's things about me you don't know. There's things about me you don't want to know. Hmm. Well, oh. Naked Gun? No. Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee's oh. Big Adventure. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, what the hell? Well, in my defense. There's no I defense. I haven't seen that in years. Nope, no defense. Okay, Perhaps now, decades. We're going to switch over to the TV trivia cards I found in a Trivial Pursuit game, but uh-huh. the game was not found. Just no. the cards for the TV part of the things in the garage that I found. Without the game, I'm repeating myself. And the game is very old. It's very old, from 1952. What famous wedding took place on Johnny Carson's Tonight Show? Tonight Show! (laughs) You'll never get this, but... Famous wedding? Yep. Do you know who Tiny Tim is? You might be too young for that. And Vicky Buttinger? Definitely not. Yeah, that was the big deal back then. It was like a live wedding and stupid. Here's your next one. What was the title... Of Roy Rogers and Dale Evans' theme song. (laughs) (laughs) I like eating at Roy Rogers. Happy trails to you. Oh, 
Happy man. trails. You know what? You. That's upsetting because my grandparents used to take me to the uh, Roy Rogers Museum in California. Well, then you should have known I that. I should have known yeah. that. He had a stuffed horse in there. Trigger. Oh, and yeah. And the dog was in there, too. Trigger the I horse. Remember the dog's name. Trigger but, two. Yeah. I wonder if his wife was stuffed in there, too. Mm. Everything was stuffed. All I remember is dead things everywhere. <laughs> Perfect for a kid. Mm. All right, here's your next one. Who was TV's Penny Marshall married to? Really? Wow. <laughs> Rob Reiner. Ah! They fucking love all in the family. Now, you are not going to get this one. No. But I know someone who will. In what town does the soap opera All My Children take place? <laughs> Dallas. Pine Valley. Uh. Mm, Pine Valley. Because <laughs> we had Johnny Carson. Johnny so I Carson getting married on Johnny Carson's show. That seems like a huge deal, and you'd want more famous people than uh, Tiny Tim? Uh, at the who, time, I think Tiny was Tim was like a big git or so. I don't really? remember. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was that time, you know what I mean? Yikes. Yeah, yikes. Lots of drugs. Yeah, I it guess. was really uh, disturbing on many levels. Tiny Tim was very disturbing. As a kid, I was scared of him. What was Tiny Tim? He played the ukulele, and he had this long, curly hair, Sounds and he was really crazy. creepy. And then the wife it was this mousy little thing, and oh. it was, wow, out there in the stratosphere. <laughs> it scared me. It was really bad. Oh, asshole. Yeah. I don't know if he was an asshole, but I just had the asshole button standing by. Fuck that shit. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. All right. It's the Make My Damn Movie Stat Picks, where we attempt to force you to watch movies that we like. And don't worry, I'm not going to try to time this out where the uh, music fades. Okay. I think we've already discussed that I was a sucky radio guy, and I'm unable to do it well. I thought you might do it then, but... Nope. I'm not going to do it again. Okay. What is your staff pick this time around? Excuse me. My staff pick is from 2000, Almost Famous. Great movie. Love this movie. It's very good. Directed by Cameron Crowe, starring Billy Crudup, Francis McDormand, Kate Hudson, Jason Lee, Jimmy Fallon, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Everyone was Everybody in was in this. Yeah, it's very good. It's a beautiful movie. It's a great movie. And I hadn't seen it for years. You know what? I'm, very recently, like maybe two years ago. I'm going to interrupt you just for a second because um, a lot of people, when they look at my flip side, <laughs> yes, they also mention Almost Famous. That's what they it reminds, it reminds of. them of that particular movie. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Anyway, it's a uh, about... A 15-year-old boy who gets a job writing for the Rolling Stone magazine about an up-and-coming rock band, Mm -hmm. and he goes on tour with them, and he breaks the number one journalist rule, and he becomes friends with his subjects. Mm. And he also falls in love with one of the groupies played by Kate Hudson. Big time. Yeah. And this is based on a true story. Yes. Cameron Crowe's story. Cameron Crowe's story. It's a great movie. And I'm a sucker for coming of age movies. And this is like it's right there. Top five. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. 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 Almost famous. Almost famous. Check it out. Mine is Haiku Tunnel Ah. from 2001. 
And I make everybody I know watch this movie. You've made me watch this yeah, movie. Yeah, I have. It's very good. Josh Kornbluth co-wrote, co-directed, and stars in this very dry comedy. He plays a character named Josh who is attempting to write his first novel. So Josh supports himself by working as an office temp. He gets a temp assignment at a law firm. The staff loves his work and wants to bring him on full time to be a perm. Mm-hmm. He hems and haws about it, but he agrees to become a permanent employee of the firm. But once he begins life as a regular worker, Josh begins to feel trapped. Oh, yeah. And that makes him unable to perform simple tasks assigned by his boss. Check out Haiku Tunnel. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, it is good. I'm trying to talk it up. So someone will message me. Hey, I liked your pick. And not always Tom's pink. Me, 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 me. Okay. Today, we should talk a little bit about vibrant descriptions yeah. in screenplays. Crystal clear descriptions are priority number one when I write. Okay. Graphic, true to life explanations of what you want someone reading your script to see in their mind's eye. Right. They have to be able to see it. Hence it being made into a fucking movie. Yes. And being succinct on top of that. Uh huh. Now, what is succinct, you ask, dummies? <laughs> it means briefly and clearly expressed. Two mega important words briefly, clearly. Am I right? Uh huh. Okay. To repeat, <laughs> you must make sure that what you write will be able to be seen on the screen. Movies are a visual medium. We have talked about this ad nauseum. Ad nauseum, ad nauseum. Most writers put the dumbest possible actions and descriptions on their page. They do. And I bet their logline suck too. Of course they do. People literally write things like Sally sat on the end of her bed thinking about uh, the blue dress she wore on her first date I'll give with you Rick. A blue dress. Exactly. You can't see someone's thoughts stupid <laughs> that's for a fucking novel so why don't you run off scurry off and write a novel okay stop writing screenplay stop it now get, get out of my way before this podcast is over uh-huh i mean the run of the podcast oh i will have squashed many people <laughs> dreams of under, writing screenplay under your shoe because i want to get them out of my way you're just well you're bothersome to me Show, don't tell people. Exactly. I mean, how many times do we have to say that? All of this stems from my fab-boo screenplay called Sleeper Car, which we don't talk about mm -hmm. enough, but I pulled it out, dusted it off, and I'm working on it. Here's the log line for you to hear. All right. And this is what a good log line. A pragmatic advertising executive who was in a slump befriends a wise porter and a kind-hearted prostitute on a miserable train trip to a crucial meeting, but gets sidetracked in an unfamiliar world. Now, when I first wrote the logline for Sleeper Car, I had sidetracked in an unfamiliar word, not really thinking that that had to do with train. <laughs> sidetracked? That, Come on. That's how good I am. Not you. It just comes natural. So you people out in podcast land, that would have never happened. But I was going through this and we were talking about vibrant descriptions. And I have in uh, the first part of the screenplay, I'm describing a gratuitous, typical office birthday party. Mm -hmm. And I was reading this 
And I thought, this is a perfect example of a vibrant description. And I'm going to read it to you. All right, now. <laughs> All right, Johnny. So it's uh, interior ad firm Lobby Day. Birthday party in progress. Half-baked attempt to decorate with tacky plastic party streamers tossed around and balloons tied to a few chairs. You can mm-hmm. see that. I've been there. Exactly. Several employees mingle in small groups, some holding plastic drink cups. Others clench paper plates with lopsided towers of birthday cake piled on them. That, to me, is a perfect description of that scene. Mm -hmm. What you're hearing me talk about, you can see in your mind's eye. Right. Okay? That's what you got to do. paint a picture. Exactly. How many times do we have to tell you? Mm -hmm. It's true. But also in this screenplay, I was going through it, And I was talking to you about it and I brought up an alternative opening I had written to make it open with a sizzle. Oh yes. And I like that open with a sizzle copyright. (laughs) Like comfort writing. Yes. And that opening is exactly what we're talking about as well. Vibrant descriptions. Uh Uh-huh. This alternative opening is memorable. It has pizzazz. It's not a soft open whatsoever. No. And there's sometimes nothing wrong with the soft open. Just a couple of people talking. Right. I can deal with that. There's a lot of movies that open that way. Absolutely. But this is, this is something that gets your attention right away. It opens with a sizzle. Copyright. Now, the original opening of this screenplay, Sleeper Car, is set in an advertising firm's conference room. Right. And there's some back and forth, and it's fine because of the dialogue. But I wanted something big spectacular that wasn't just plopped in there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking, well, I want to write something big, you need to have it work itself into the story, especially at the opening. So that's your opening and it has to make sense. That's true. You can't just shoehorn something in there. Yeah. Oh, I like this idea. I'm just going to throw it in here. Yeah. Don't do that or do that. What am I saying? (laughs) Do that all day long. But mine had to make sense and set up the lead character, uh-huh. which it does. And I thought maybe I would read some of it. I was going to say, are you going to read it? I might Let's read some of it because there's Let's a lot of it. it. Just the beginning. So yeah, 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 yeah. like I said, the original opening was set in an advertising conference room. Right. An advertising firm's conference room. A big table. Big old table. Hip. Typical. Okay. I'll read you conference the opening. Room. Okay. Original opening. Yeah, they're original. The OG. Interior. Ad firm. Conference room day. An interior office sign reading James and Associates Advertising, New York, displayed on the wall. Four men, two women, all well-dressed, meet around a long table littered with laptops, tablets, water bottles, and coffee cups. Mm -hmm. So you see the room. Right. Now, my new alternative opening is totally different. Exterior. Gunner's Speedway entrance day. A giant neon sign reading Gunner's Speed Demons, New York's premier racing experience where you're behind the wheel, looms above a formidable replica of a NASCAR racetrack. The unmistakable sound of rooming stock car engines in the distance whizzing by every few seconds is heard. Mm-hmm. Now, can you see that? So that's quite the difference between a boardroom and a race car track. And this is my point. So now you have this sizzle. Mm-hmm. You can hear the sound of race cars. Copyright. It gets <laughs> it gets your attention mm-hmm. right away. Your attention, and that's <laughs> the most important thing. Correct. 
Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are just eyes like, on the screen, eyes on the page, wherever they are. I remember when I was writing Hit Escape, uh-huh. the fantastic time travel period piece movie, yep. but it opened with just these two women just talking exposition central. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. And all they were doing was setting up the whole script. <laughs> and I wasn't really in the loop on exposition yeah. and how that's a no no. But I've seen it done plenty of times. I've seen those made into movies. Absolutely. It's like, why are you just vomiting exposition at us? Yeah. And everyone does it, especially in your first screenplays and your first drafts. And a lot (laughs) of times it's okay. You know what, though? I kind of do that in my first drafts now that I'm seasoned and good, (laughs) unlike you. But I do that, put the exposition in there to Uh have it on the page. Just to work it out. Exactly. But anyway, a lot of people, their final drafts are Uh that, a lot of exposition. And you got to be able to get in there and have these crystal clear descriptions. And that's what I like to do when I'm writing a screenplay. And people, producers, people that look at these screenplays all say the same thing. And they're correct. Uh-huh. How good I am at it. <laughs> nah. It's not easy to do. Uh, no. It really it isn't. isn't. You've got to paint a picture, like we said a billion times, but it's weird that something you're writing down on a page has to be seen as a visual element. Yep. Absolutely. Now, let's back up here because I have an action adventure sequence mm-hmm. in the flip side where these kids. Oh. The flip side, the log line, an unlikely alliance of high school stoners and jocks joined forces in 1977 to hatch a zany scheme to stop their meddling principal's attempt to keep them from working at a popular burger joint. In this movie, these kids go to someone's house to steal their pot crop. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yikes. And that is an intense scene. <laughs> you think? And every time I read that to you, you're like, wow, that just freaks me out yeah because i can see it and you can feel it Uh and even that i wrote that brilliant piece (laughs) i'm not kidding i get goosebumps sometimes when i read that because it's so intense yeah are they gonna get caught it's are they gonna get shot are they gonna get hacked up and by the way producers that really happened to me yeah. That's a real life story right there. <laughs> eh? Eh? Write what you know. Write what you know. And if it's I mean, stealing listen, drugs. Listen. <laughs> Granted, it's no laboratory loads. No. Okay. It's not. Sorry. It's close. It's up there. It's up there. So there you go. That's my thing. That's my spiel. And you're sticking to it? And I'm going to stick to it. So what do you think? Well, Did it, it make sense? Yeah, I think so. You sure? Well... People will let us know Yeah, when they go to the website. You think people are going to be put off by my new podcast? Uh, maybe. And we never maybe really, few. we never really nailed down the, the title There's of the podcast. So many, so many titles. Maybe they can help. See, I think. The audience. On pay. No, please don't. Write in with your no, suggestions. No, 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 no. Oh, they'll write in. <laughs> Here's the thing. Because on paper, bathroom beat ellipsis <laughs> off would be great. You know what I mean? With the ellipsis, Yeah, yes. it's got to be there. Mm-hmm. I'm between two. <laughs> I like restroom rub out. <laughs> Although shitter slap fest is pretty good, too. I don't know. How would that play on Facebook? Uh, not well at all. 
Lavatory loads would be much better. Yeah, you could get by with that. Yeah, I think that's the one I'm going to go with. Facebook. So aren't you glad go you tuned face in? face yourself, Facebook. Yeah, will you? So there you have it. So we've discussed the thing, uh-huh. the vibrant descriptions in a screenplay. Gotta have them. We've discussed Suzanne Summers having yes. a nude pictorial. I might have to go home now. Why? Check up on something. Oh, you're going to go on the internet? No. What are you talking about? Wait, I don't know. I don't know. I'm lost. What are you talking? What are you talking about? Of course I'm going to go <laughs> on the internet. That's the only place to get this shit anymore. All the garbage, all the trash. All the filth. Uh, what else did we discuss today? We had a lot of messages here about uh, my <laughs> youth. Yes. Dude, I just picked out a couple. <laughs> I was inundated with texts from the likes of you out there in podcast land. A little bit too interested. Well, in, yeah. Uh, that. Or yep. maybe they could relate. Yes. That's, Hopefully that's it. Let's hope. Or, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to hope that. Thanks. All right. We're out here. Have a good one. Go to MakeMyDamnMovie.com. Yes. And everything you heard today was copyrighted. Exactly. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.